This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Help. Help. Good morning, morning. Professor Ward Scott here and the manly warthog man cave, by golly. In the piney woods of north central Florida, God's country in the Melanon studio. Protected 24-7, 365 by none other than crime prevention. Get yourself a doorbell camera. I keep telling you everybody needs one. CPSS.net. And uh, got a lot of other things here to talk about local local stuff. There's a local here in Alachua County and the city of Gainesville, which you know is the... Uh, City by the Lake of the Stupids, and and the people who run it are descendants of the material that dropped out of the UFO and landed there by the Lake of the Stupids about 1947. So I guess you could say these are the grandchildren of that genetic material, and they've gotten worser and worser as we've gone along, in many people's opinion, um, declining, not inclining going over the past from five commissioners to seven, um, going from business people running the city to ideologues who, I don't know, come from basically, I guess, the university climate in one way or another. So um, what can you say? I mean, that's what the um, gnarly hands of fate have dealt people here. And, of course, we have this twin sisters, so to speak, uh, uh, the Alachua County Commission, uh, which has uh, got five commissioners and more people to govern. Go figure. The Alachua County Commissioners, about 300,000 maybe now in Alachua County, about a hundred half that many uh, in the city. So why do you need two extra commissioners for the city? <clears throat> and some fundamental differences I need to once again, emphasize or uh, before we launch into the day's uh, kind of storyland, uh, the day's program is called the Dysfunctional Commissions. And I think uh, we can illustrate that without too much difficulty. But um, keep in mind that um, the city of Gainesville <coughs> has a city manager and that the police department is like um um, the regional transit system, which is not r- really regional, is under the control of the city commission. Um, the utility, as you know by now, you're paying any kind of attention or paying any bill, is under control of the city commission. And the city commission itself is out of control. It argues with itself. It's got Psycho Sicko on there, who's a little bit off the wall. And, you know, it's had all kinds of characters on this thing who assembly themselves, some with masks on still, some without finally, um, and have do- adopted and represent every aspect of the woke agenda and the left ideology. And there's lots of ways to document this. When they get ready to go study some other municipal government, they invariably go to another liberal city. They love Portland. They like to go out there and uh, hang out and, you know, take their lessons from them. And that's another community that's on the rocks uh, in many ways. And then they come back. uh, And, of course, the taxpayer pays for that. And they run out there and they have been on one of those jaunts. And uh, uh, back in the day, went to Madison, Wisconsin. And um, my golly, everybody and his brother and sister go. I mean, it's not like just the mayor or just a couple of commissioners. It's everybody. Piles on the 
city ticket and away they go. They've even got a more interesting, perhaps abusive trip they make, which is a twin city visit to a foreign country. And back in the day, the one they went to was someplace in Russia. As if there's a twin city to Gainesville in Russia? Yeah, I think there might be. And one of the commissioners who was on that trip, I know who's now passed, whose name shall remain anonymous, um, was a realtor. And of course, you know, he double dipped. We paid for him to go on this intercity neighborly visit where he met his counterpart, Russians who wanted to buy property in the United States of America. And so he gladly facilitated that and came back from the taxpayer-paid trip and made quite a number of real estate deals, selling of all things, get this now, pieces of the city of Gainesville to the Russians. I mean, I know these things. I, you know, I'm sorry. I apologize. I know these things, okay? And there are things that other people don't know, I guess, or, or they wonder, geez, how do you know that? Uh... I just know it. You know, I mean, <laughs> how else can I say it? I mean, it's just uh, one of those things, you know, it's uh, it's something that, that comes your way if you're in the world of uh, politics or I don't know if you've got an inquiring mind, a number of things of that nature. So um, then you have the Alachua County Commission, uh, which is in many people's minds grossly overpaid. Um, it makes about 85000 some change. And then all the perks uh, for being what is really always intended to be in both commissions, a part-time job. And Barley is the one who always wanted to turn it into more meetings, more meetings, and yet more meetings. And so um, they had more meetings. And it became kind of a full-time job. And, and uh, the people over here on the city commission who just had to cut their payback embarrassingly, to some of them, not to others, uh, now want to cut their hours back. Well, it's fine. I mean, I think if you cut your hours back, you can do less damage, perhaps. But um, the real culprit in all this, of course, uh, are, is the staff. And the staff is out there plugging away, having a, a obligatory meetings that nobody can show up to because they're held at times when nobody can come. And then they come back and report to the commission if they had the obligatory meetings. Um, I used to chair uh, for 10 years the advisory committee to the county commission, the rural concerns committee. So I know how it works. Believe me, I know how it works. And I want to tell you a little secret. The reason Ward Scott is even a talk show host has to do with a fight between county commissioner at that time, Cynthia Chestnut, and Sheriff at that time, Sadie Darnell. Now, you'll wonder, what is the connection between the warthog and Sadie Darnell and Cynthia Chestnut? Well, let's put one more person in there, Sue Baird, who was the only Republican commissioner we've had in eons. And the way this all began was um, uh, when we were... Once, once again, trying like crazy to get the Alachua County Commission to put single-member districts on the ballot, which they could do. But they weren't going to do come hell or high water. So I was spending a little more time than I wanted to in the Jack Durrance Auditorium, which is the name of the County Commission Auditorium, named after a former commissioner. And I was sitting there uh, um, observing everybody and observed a lady who was um, very knowledgeable uh, and paying attention. And at some point um, uh, during a break or so, um, um, she introduced herself. I introduced myself. We were trying to know who all the people were there and what they were doing there. And I said, I was Ward Scott. And she said, oh, you're the person whose name is on all these documents. Well, that told me that she was paying attention and informed. But I just filed that away. Because 
What came to pass subsequently was the eternal presentation that's required of the sheriffs to come to the county commission and justify the mo- their, their, their use of the money that the county commission gives them. Now, the sheriffs are charter officers, have their own autonomy, have their own accountant, have all that. And once that money is given to them, they are therefore in charge of how it's spent. But the sheriffs also, and this is important in this story, have the jail. It's my understanding um, that happened pre-Darnell. As a sheriff, she she inherited taking care of the jail. So how I came to be on uh, the the air, so to speak, is the sheriff came, uh, obligated to come and present to the county her justification for her account, uh, way she was using money, which, of course, eternally the county commission wants to micromanage. Well, the problem is the commission, and the chair was Weather Vane Lee, made the sheriff wait seven hours to come to the microphone. What? When the sheriff finally did get to the microphone and began to roll out her presentation, Pinkerson called time out, so to speak, and said, hey, you know, uh, we've already decided on your budget. And the sheriff said, well, I wasn't involved in that conversation. And then Weathervane stammered, well, well, we, we, this and that, one thing or another. Never really was forthcoming in how they decided. Now, Baird was a county commissioner by then because of um, the treatment um, that Chestnut had been exhibiting all along towards law enforcement. And so we tried to find somebody to run against her. I'll be darned if we didn't get somebody to run against her and take her out eventually. So the sequence of events here is that the sheriff waited at one point and there was another meeting. The sheriff came back. And when the sheriff came back, as my memory served me, they decided. Meanwhile, we had elected Baird because Chestnut had been so arrogant towards the sheriff. Well, that began investigation of what we call the meetings before the meetings. Baird called me at 1030 at night. I said, oh, my golly, am I going to have to listen to all the county commission stuff forever? And said, guess what? The reason the sheriff was not given an audience was because they had already made up their mind, the commissioners, in a meeting before the public meeting. So the public meeting was a ruse. So that's how I got involved. I began to investigate, and I mean investigate, the county commission. And that became known as the Wards God Fraud Files. And that became enormously powerful and enormously influential in this community and resulted in those meetings being made public, even though they were quasi-public, the meetings before the meetings, because they fulfilled the, quote, minimum requirement of the law. Once I began to listen to the meetings, recorded meetings, they were recorded by the clerk of the court, I heard all of the animosity that the county commission has for the sheriffs. Barley was absolutely adamant that the county commission needed to control the Gainesville sunset narrative about their commission's relationship with the sheriffs because the sheriff always beat the commission to the pen and got their version of the story out first. Now, 
There may have been a time in history when the sheriffs were good old country boys and the commissioners were good old country people that they maybe got along. But I haven't seen it in my lifetime. I really haven't. Of course, I didn't pay attention to the sheriffs back then. Lou Hendry and Cavass and those. Uh, I didn't know the chief of police and those people, but I just didn't, I wasn't wasn't old enough, really, to be involved. I was still doing what young people do, go to college, go out and uh, enjoy your youth and your vitality as long as you can in all the numerous ways. And I really wasn't paying attention until I got older and had more at stake. That's the way it works. So I was flabbergasted. And we revealed a lot of the conversations that they thought would never go public. Now I want to suggest to you that the same situation exists uh, right now with the current relationship between the commission and uh, the sheriff, current sheriff. And I just want to point to the behavior of one commissioner, Mary Alford. Now, if you remember, Mary Alford is the one who had to get off the commission because of some sort of uh, confusion, shall we say, about whether or not she lived in the district or not. That's my recollection. What does Mary Alford do? Okay, first of all, the county commission uh, requests that the sheriff come and talk about the jail telephone system, the jail inmate fees, and the jail pilot reentry hub. Well, the sheriff wanted to make a clear rebuttal or conversation, wanted to have an articulate, intelligent conversation about that. So the sheriff wasn't ready when they told him they wanted to come. And so he said, I'll come, but I'm going to come when I get ready. It's going to be April 6th. I will come fully prepared to answer your questions. So what does Mary Alford do? In a face on a post on Facebook, she says the sheriff refused to show up because he didn't like staff recommendations regarding funding funding for the jail. Are you kidding me? As a professional county commissioner, you take it upon yourself to put on Facebook. Mind you, this is not the county commission's Facebook page. On her page, saying the sheriff refused No, the sheriff didn't refuse. The sheriff says, I need more time to prepare. And here is the sheriff's answer. Now, you notice uh, that uh, the sheriff does not address Mary Alford, nor should he. Because then you're in their mud. So the reply was to the county chair, which is Rizia, Rizia. And the sheriff says, we've had an opportunity to review the final narratives and presentations released on March 3rd regarding three Department of Jail agenda items, da-da-da-da-da-da. Many of these options, conclusions, and best practices were outlined in presentation, da-da-da-da-da. In other words, I've covered some of this before, but in order to serve all parties, including the inmates, jail personnel, and the citizens, uh, we are going to come back when we have a thorough time to prepare to give you some intelligent answers to your questions. Um, My point here 
is that there ain't nothing new to this. The county commission would like for their relationship and oversight of the sheriff to be exactly the same as the city of Gainesville's, where the city manager can tell the chief of police, in this case it's now Lonnie Scott, what to do and can step in or I would argue political reasons and tell a chief what to do about law enforcement techniques in this case canine dogs. There is no reason for Curry who's black, Scott's black, Watson's black. But you see, Watson's not under Curry's control. Curry is catering to the fringe groups who are clattering and clamoring that, you know, people are dying in the jail and and dogs are killing people. All this bureau, which I'm going to expand on and put into a national context in a little bit. So, Curry, even though Scott has really, in his mind, I'm sure, placated the wild voices about the loss of the eye to Bradley, who probably lost it on a hedge, and they won't come clean on that, by the way. They won't show the pictures on that, which I'm told on good report exist. Scott thinks he's placated them, the the wild voices. And time has passed, so he puts the dogs back. Now, remember, these dogs are purchased by private people. Remember, we had a thorough, long show about this. Uh, We talked to a past handler of canines. You can look that show up. Um, So we have all of a sudden, really, the rug pulled out from under him, if you want to use that analogy, of Scott by Curry. For political reasons, not for any other reason, just for political reasons, although it's never said that way. Now, meanwhile, there still is a need for canines. There is still even a need for canines in the city of Gainesville. And an instance occurred on Northwest 3rd Street, a street I'm very familiar with, where there is a terribly unfortunate situation. I believe it results in a murder. And the GPD has no canine in service to go looking for the for their suspect. Calls the sheriff, and the sheriff says, and I've researched this, so I know quite a bit about what I'm saying. I can't send county canines to a city that has a policy against canines. Because quite wisely, you see the trap that, that, that sets for the sheriff's department. If the city, and the city has a policy of no canines, they've disbanded their canine unit at this time. If you ask another enforcement agency to send their canines, and that canine bites somebody, then the city's not on the hook. The other law enforcement agency's on the hook. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. The chief law enforcement officer of that group, which was sent to, was asked to send their, got to protect his group. So that chief law enforcement officer should not send his canines and his canine handlers and put them in legal jeopardy in an entity that outlaws canines. Are you with me? But guess what? I'll let you have a moment to think about that. Very smart. 
Very smart. Uh-uh. Mama didn't raise no fool. You outlaw canines and ask me to send mine. Something bad happens and I'm to blame. Uh-uh. I ain't going to do that. Besides, you've got no control over me. I'm a charter officer. I don't answer to the city commission of Gainesville. I don't answer to the city manager of Gainesville. So, you know, don't ask me. Well, guess what? Crime doesn't stop. It's just like Gainesville outlawed their helicopter. They're all, they asked for ASO's helicopter. Helicopters find people other than criminals, you know. They find lost children. They find older people with dementia. People still, you still need helicopters just because Sicko Psycho says she wants to demilitarize the police and the foolish commission goes along with her and dumps the helicopter. Well, you still need a helicopter. So finally it occurs to the city, hey, how do we resolve this? We're putting people, lives in the city of Gainesville in jeopardy because we don't have a canine outfit. But we still got to have canines. So let's go see if we can get the sheriff to lend us his. Now, it would behoove you if you were the sheriff that you studied the relationship several years back, several sheriffs back between the commission and the sheriffs. It would behoove you to study that relationship because then you would know. Be very careful about those commissioners because they don't know what they're talking about. There's not a law enforcement person on the Alachua County Commission. There is one now on the city commission, Ed Book, but he's GPD. And he has been governed by that's where he came from. Now he's at Santa Fe. He's been governed by those city managers and city commissioners of which he's now one. So they request to meet with the sheriff to get the sheriff to lend them when they deem them the Alachua County dogs. So in effect, what they wanted was the sheriff's dogs to cover the city of Gainesville for several months until what? Until the loud, irrational, screaming voices could be placated that Curry opened the door to by changing and reversing the chief's decision to put the canines back. And this is the nitty gritty of politics. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm going through this carefully with you today. And believe me, I've researched this. The meeting was two hours long. There was a lot of wrangling in that meeting. Rightfully, the sheriff took the position that I'll let you use my dogs but only under the condition that we take charge of certifying your handlers and certifying that they train the dogs properly when you get dogs. In other words, hey, you don't get something for nothing. There's going to come a time when you're going to need your own dogs again. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. So you, you, you can use my dogs. 
But you only want to use them under the condition that we take control of dogs. Well, that kind of appeals, does it not? To the city manager trying to squirm out from under all this crazy deal she made with the screaming people. The sheriff's going to train the handlers and the dogs and certify them, make sure everything's great. And uh, otherwise, because, and why? Why would the sheriff have to do that? Because there is a city policy against dogs. And this is the way the sheriff stays out of being tangled up with that city policy. Now, what happened in the end of all this is funny. The dogs get respect. Out of this meeting comes, think about it, um, a respect for the canine dogs and their handlers that wasn't there before. Curry thought, I'm sure, I can just go and get their dogs to cover my butt. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't get my dogs unless you get my dogs under my approval. And the conditions of my approval are that. We oversee the use of these dogs, not just ours, but yours too. This is the details of the, of the meeting. Now, isn't this something? That there exists this kind of vacating, let's go ahead and call it, of the nutcases while the criminals are still out there being portrayed as the victims and the law enforcement as the criminals. And isn't it interesting that it wasn't the use of the helicopter, it wasn't the use of the some of the other heavy equipment that sheriff departments have, it's the use of the dogs. Those ASO dogs happened to have apprehended yesterday in Hawthorne three heavy-duty criminals coming down 301 that would have been very dangerous to confront without the dogs. I'm not going to get into that case, but that happened either yesterday or the day before required the dogs in Hawthorne. Hawthorne doesn't have a police department. Micanope doesn't have a police department. Laycross doesn't have a police department. The sheriff takes care of the need. Newberry doesn't have a police department. So if Gainesville Police Department is going to come and ask the sheriff to cover their butts, there's a price that's going to be paid. And I suggest that the pressure is going to be put on Gainesville is to several months from now when this policy is finally revisited, there might just be a shift in the Gainesville Police Department attitude and the Gainesville City Commission attitude towards law enforcement. We'll see. But this is a big moment, a very big moment. Right back in the Ward Scott Files in just a moment.
Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. Welcome back to Ward Scott Files. Ward's weather report compliments of Lewis Oil. Wendell Lewis and the Chevron stations. Well... If you have problems with pollen, particularly pine pollen, in the piney woods here of north central Florida, you have got to blow your nose a lot right now because there is a lot of tree pollen. The temperature today is going to be ideal, up to about 80 and starting out here in the 60s. Uh, it's going to warm up a little bit more, but uh, um, you got the tree pollen, you got to deal with that. But you're not seeing life-threatening flooding as they're seeing in California. You're not seeing a massive storm delivering heavy snow to the central U.S. Um, you're um, not seeing um, 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 a lot of uh, homes being dug out because they can't even see them under the snow in the cars. And you're not getting any tornadoes right now. But, you know, as if we didn't have enough to worry about with the weather, this is something I thought was a, a good comic relief here in uh, the middle of the show for some of the things we're going through. Um I don't know if you know this, but there's a new study. Uh, scientists are studying all the time, as you know. Uh, they have discovered that, um, and I don't know how this would happen, but if you added another planet to the solar system in between Mars and Jupiter, our planet would be thrown completely out of orbit. Now, I sat around thinking about that. I have nothing against investigation of the a credibility of feasibility of a hypothesis. But then I, I, who's going to put another planet between Mars and Jupiter? Um, but the scientists have noticed that there is a big enough gap there that you could put another one in there and that this would be catastrophic for humans. It would throw the Earth out of the solar system and kill every living organism on the Earth's terrestrial body. Wow. 
this is bigger than the UFOs landing to populate the, the, the uh, people on the Gainesville City Commission. There's a name to this study. It's the dynamical consequences of a super Earth in the solar system. And it's offered, uh, offered by the University of California Riverside astrophysicist Stephen King. And it's published in the Planetary Science Journal. Um, it looks at the gap in size between Earth, the largest non-gas planet, and Neptune, the smallest gas planet. And it looks at the distance gap between Mars and Jupiter. And the one of the quotes is that if Earth were the size of a nickel, Neptune would be about as big as a baseball. So the architecture of the solar system's planetary orbits demonstrates this big gap between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter populated by a vast reservoir or of asteroids. So I guess it's possible that an asteroid could come floating through, get caught up in some planetary pull and become Huh? An Earth competitor. Oh, well, the conclusion they reached from this, these scientists, was a greater appreciation of how finely tuned and delicate the universe is. The quote is, the solar system is more finely tuned and works like Intricate clock gears. Aha! Now we know. Wow. So it's one of those things we take for granted. Is it not that the sun rises and the sun sets? That kind of thing. Well, well, and we're getting ready to change the time, which is going to irk me, as you know. Um, the premise behind our discussion a moment ago uh, was that Law enforcement all over the place is on the hook for their behavior. And the misbehaving criminals are off the hook. Now, I'm on Crime Stoppers board. I hear great details about criminals, confidential details. And let me suggest to you that, you know, when you see quite often the apprehension of a heavy-duty drug male, he often is living with, either imposed himself on or invited in, with a woman. And invariably, when you go after the male, the woman really can be in the way either intentionally or unintentionally. Now, where some of our tips come from is these women, women, as Truman Capote would say, get so frightened of these males that they confidentially turn them in. But it's really risky. Very risky. Generally, it is a neighbor or somebody who does it on behalf of that female. So, you recall Brianna Taylor was shot in March 2020 while police were conducting a search of her apartment in relation to a drug dealing investigation. And here is, in my mind, another example of this proverbial case where, and if you really want to study it psychologically, women are attracted to bad men. Why else would all these men advertise themselves as bad with these tattoos? That's the purpose of the tattoo, is to represent yourself as a bad dude. My God, I saw a picture of Udonis Haslam. He's retiring. It wasn't a spot of his own skin anywhere visible. And he's a bad dude. So now the Justice Department 
My God, the Federal Justice Department has waded into the Louisville, Kentucky Police Department, alleging that the department discriminates against black and mentally ill people. What? This is what you have to deal with. The Justice Department report alleges that the Louisville cops engage in a pattern of pra- or practice of conduct that violates the U.S. Constitution and federal law. And that there's excessive force. That's very, very difficult to determine. Searches conducted on invalid warrants. We'd have to know what you mean by that. And we know an invalid warrant, if you want an example of it, in white collar crime was the SWAT team raid on Colliers International. That was an invalid warrant. We know that because uh, in that situation, let's refresh ourselves of that. Um, The forensic in the case on which the warrant was based was um, paid for by Boss Hart, a party to the case. We have that telephone conversation on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. So I'm not saying they're not invalid warrants. But I'm also suggesting to you that they're not just racial. So all of this is supposed to erode the community trust necessary for effective policing. That comment by the Attorney General Merrick Garland in a press conference yesterday sums up, does it not, I suggest, where Cynthia Curry is coming from. Get the canines off the road because the police deserve, the police should be behaving better. They can't control the dogs. You see why the, the sheriff did not enter into this agreement with the with the Gainesville unless the sheriff is involved with the training. Otherwise, you see how smart this is? Otherwise, the sheriff would be exposed to this criticism that the dogs are not effectively trained. Do you follow? Do you follow? Okay? So you have these people for ideological reasons based sometimes, I'm not saying they're not, on overreach or bad cop behavior, creating these one-size-fits-all reactions. The landmark case we've got going on right now, which has just absolutely blown the minds of the liberals, is that the Senate, United States Senate, has overwhelmingly voted to not legalize, the way I put it, not legalize carjacking. That's basically what it was. The criminal code in D.C. was going to eliminate carjacking as a crime. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I like to be correct. The Senate voted 81 to 14 yesterday to strike down the legislation which would have weakened the penalties or a bunch of crimes, including carjackings and homicide. No, Uncle Joe, remember I offered this to Ted Yoho yesterday. Uncle Joe, don't he has pretty good political instincts. He, he, he appears to be babbling and stumbling, but he's been around 
that world a long time. And he evidently, his instincts are pretty good because he went from the back of the room to the man who runs the room. So, the city council of the District of Columbia, which is primarily minority, whole district, they had overwhelmingly approved a bill that would implement a massive overhaul of the district's criminal code. And it would have lowered penalties for criminal offenses, lowered punishments, and of course, worsened crime. It's amazing. It's amazing. If you're in the law enforcement busy business right now, you better have be uh, you better be a pretty shrewd manipulator of the minefield. Of course, the liberals are so disappointed, so disappointed. Oh, this is horrible. This is just a, a an overturn of the criminal code that takes away the, yeah, you wait. You wait until they need you, and then they'll come looking for you, as is the case of the city of Gainesville. You wait until they need the dogs then they'll come and want your dogs. But don't you dare give them your dogs without them having to admit that they're not going to control your dogs. You're going to control your dogs. And furthermore, if they put their dogs with your dogs, you're going to control those dogs also. Right on. Now cometh before the legislature, I hope this passes. The legislature under Perry and Clemens, I think were the two before, tried to throw it out there to the people to decide. And of course, the liberals uh, wouldn't let it go, wouldn't let it uh, happen, and uh, got voted down. But now cometh, the Florida legislature can do it. And that is take the Gainesville Regional Utilities out of the hands of the city commission. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Everybody is sick and tired of them of being personally affected by in their pocketbook by the dadgum ideology of the people. Thank you. Thank you, plantation. Amen. I got an amen. I got one amen now. Amen. And uh, of the idea. Hey, if those people want to exercise ideology without affecting my safety, and they want to do away with their dogs and the helicopters and all that stuff, without affecting my safety, fine. But if it affects my safety, no. If they want to do away, if they want to, you know, if they want to run GRU and, and, you know, but it affects my pocketbook, no. I think the Florida legislature is going to pass this. And I think it's going to be another shot across the bow of the dysfunctional as I've said today, city commission and throw the county commission in there with them. And what it really highlights is that nobody trusts the city of Gainesville to be able to straighten out its financial books. So I think on down the road, there's going to be another shoe drop. And there may be a removal, huh? Can I get another amen of these city commissioners? Or financial malfeasance. 
with the public trust and money. The governor has said in the state of the state, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now, the Democrats still believe, and this is a term I want to just throw out there, House Democratic leader Ventress Driscoll of Tampa says that DeSantis is wasting everybody's time with, and this is his term, culture war nonsense. Culture war nonsense. That's what is inside the head of the UFO descendants. Culture war nonsense. Huh? In their minds, and this is in another Associated Press article, the legislature should be focusing on rising rents. Oh, really? In other words, turning private property into communist-held and regulated property? Is that what you're talking about? We've got that in Gainesville. We've got the land, the onerous landlord permit. Which means the city can just enter the property and declare it not rentable because, well, guess what? It harms the environment is usually what they have. And furthermore, the left thinks it's okay to have congressional districts that favor black voters, but it's not okay to have congressional districts that favor Republicans. Huh? You know, we've got a classic example of a congressional district that was deliberately drawn to favor the black, and it was Corrine Brown. She's in the jailhouse now. Well, she's out now. It was incredible. Her district looked like a dog's leg. Well, well, well. The dysfunctional city and county commission. Uh, uh, I'm going to conclude with something which I think is kind of funny if I can find it here in my midnight all yard. Uh, well, let's do it this way. Let's just go take a look at what defund the police has done in uh, Chicago. Even Mary, Mayor Eric Adams, who's a police veteran, a Democrat, he is now on the ball. He's saying, listen, we've got to make this city safe. We've got to make this city safe. The author of an analysis in the Wall Street Journal, um, who lives in Montgomery County, his name is William Galston, Montgomery County, and I'll conclude with this, uh, has um, good public schools, wealth of social services, and uh, homicides in the county have gone up by 88% from 2020 to 2021. Arjackings rose by 72%, and identity theft by 62%. Um, Meanwhile, the number... Uh, the uh, uh, police department in Marion County can't find new recruits. People have retired or quit. During 2021, the number of officers in Montgomery County fell by more than 4%. In 2022, resignations retirement surged by 64%, while the number of new recruits fell, leaving 129 positions vacant. The county's legislative analysis projected 
the county could have more than 200 authorized and funded positions unfilled by 2025, um, even with $20,000 signing bonuses. In Louisville, Kentucky, 300 law enforcement positions are vacant. And a recent class for new candidates was only one-third filled. And a survey of current members of the Louisville Police Department found that 75% would leave if they could. Wow, wow, wow. Have a great day. A Warthog Command Center out.